Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Episode six of the Bagels and Locks podcast with David Santola. My name is Chase Fedorsky. Dave is going to take the reins on most of this podcast. I am currently recording from a uh, Marriott residence in in Westlake Village, California. Uh, my friends Nathaniel and Carmela are getting married today. I'm a little hungover. Had probably two or three margaritas too many um, and hit the pasta bar pretty hard last night. Uh, so I have a bit of a stomach ache, which is nothing new for me. Um, but all that said, I won't be as talkative this week. Um, I'll just jump right into my recap from last week. Uh, two, two and one, my first tie of the year, still above 500 though, 13, 11 and one, um, rock chalk Jayhawk. They tied. Unfortunately, they pushed TCU. Uh, they lost by seven. So that was my tie two losses. Lions plus three versus the Patriots. Good God. Did I misread that one? It was 29, nothing Patriots, uh, Eagles minus five and a half versus the Cardinals, I think they won by two points. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury committing coaching malpractice yet again. Uh, 49ers minus six and a half versus the Panthers. Uh, this was my don't think it, overthink it one. Um, and funny enough, I'm going to be at this wedding today with David Tepper, owner of the Panthers. So maybe I'll get his input on tomorrow's game. Um, and Titans minus one and a half versus the Commanders. Carson Wentz, not very good. Even in a win this week, he threw for 99 yards. Uh, so that's my two, two and one. Um. Great. Good for you, I guess. Being over 500, that's cool. Um, <clears throat> I continue to be down bad. You can call me down bad Dave because that's just been a weekly theme. I'm going to make uh, get that t-shirt made and you'll buy it for sure. Yeah, down, down bad Dave. I'm, I'm feeling like that. I feel pretty good this morning, but this gambling thing has really, really created a little hole in my uh, budget. Um, but anyway, two and three again. <clears throat> um, I thought after going two and two last week, I was on the up and up. I'm not. Um, I hit Iowa plus three and a half. Thank you for that hook. Shout out Mac for that bet. Um, I took them in reality money line because I got a little cocky with a few drinks in me Saturday morning. Um, that didn't, that didn't go well. So Iowa plus three and a half and then under um, in the Lions Patriots game, surprised to see the Lions get shut out. Um, and then the three that I lost, were um the dolphins jets under jets put up 40 points not my fault couldn't have couldn't have seen that coming um and my chase talk shit bet which was which was utah minus three and a half against ucla and hey congrats to you man you won by 10 points that was i mean who who saw that coming not me i have no problem admitting that (laughs) and then my fifth and final bet the lock schmear of the week which is a good segue into introducing our guest some people may remember last week um that I, I told you I had a, a tip from a, what I thought was a reliable source 
that Bama minus 14 first half was an absolute lock. I made it my lock schmear of the week. And this, this reliable source said they were going to stake their reputation on it. So now we, we have this reliable source on here for uh, a public shaming. Um, and that's, that's Doug. Doug, what's up? What's good, dudes? So let's, let's, before we go into picks, let's dive into exactly why you thought Bama minus 14 was a lock. And where do you see yourself now that your reputation is just totally trashed? Where did we go wrong? <laughs> yeah, let's get into this. All right, so first of all, David said a couple things last week that I wish to correct. A, he said I bet every college game. I do not do that. I pick my spots pretty carefully. He also said I'm bad, which I'm not, usually. This was atrocious. (laughs) But overall record, I'm still in the positive for this season. However, this was, and and hand to God, I put my reputation on it. This was was really bad. And – we just let's let's just get into the to the nitty gritty of it. The line didn't move despite Bryce Young's injury, so I assumed that they knew Bryce Young was going to be starting, right? Like that was my clue. It's like even though they're kind of being a little dodgy about whether they're going to have him in there or not, the line would have moved at least a couple of points if they thought this row guy was going to start. They even announced Bryce Young as the starter in the stadium night up, and then they just didn't put him in. They put Milrow in. Milrow responsible for four turnovers. And um, that pretty much sold it right there. It's like in a low-scoring game where both defenses were playing well, you're not going to cover a spread if you turn over four balls and hand it to them inside or right at the 50-yard line four separate times. And, uh, boys, yeah, my, my reputation is a shambles. Uh, there's really no way to come back from this without a really big hot streak. And um, just a I, I heard I- throw out there about how much of a statistical aberration this was. Saban's team hasn't had a higher than two turnover game in 83 games. That game was the first one in 83. So was that like five or six seasons straight? Doug, I'm going to forgive you because that was the best analysis we've had on this podcast in two years. So you're, you're square in my book. I respect that you completely sidestepped responsibility for it. You were like, it wasn't my fault that Bryce Young played the signals were, were telling me that he was going to play. Well, Dave, so- that, that's called gambling. No, look, we're not a we're not a big show for accountability. I don't take accountability for any of the picks that I lose, only the ones I win. So you not being accountable for this reputation loss is, is on brand for Bagels and Locks. Welcome. Thank you. I hey, no, I I really did blow this. I uh, part of me wanted to make David whole for this for the for what he lost on that, but I said to myself that that's not how gambling works. Um, either way, I don't think with Bryce Young in there, this is even remotely a question because AM wasn't moving the ball at all against Bama's defense. They only got points off of those very uncharacteristic turnovers. And um, if you back do you do you like some back data or whatever, Bama usually covers the games in the first half. I think Bama first half statistically over time is a is a winning betting strategy, has been for me at least. And um, coming into it with all the fire and passion that I thought they'd have after all the Jimbo stuff in the offseason, I just can't believe it went south so far and so fast. Sorry, boys. I, I, I just want to say that you could never make whole the damage that you did to the lock schmear of the week. It's going to take weeks for me to pull that that bet out of the out of the losing bracket now. So it was it's it's all good. You're all good in my book, Doug. You you just gave great accountability. 
you gave some great analysis and David lost. So you really hit the trifecta for me. <laughs> um, speaking of accountability, I will go with my first pick of the week because it's a game going on right now. It's a game I could have opted out of when I saw it was going bad early, but I'm you fucking could not have, Hold on. Hold on. If you text me that you're taking a pick the night before because you know it's going to happen, for everybody listening, we're recording right now. It's one twenty on Saturday, so the noon games are about an hour and a half in. If you text me that you're taking a game Friday night, you can't opt out of it if they start you don't, to lose. That's you don't bullshit. read your you don't read your text half the time. I could have been fine and gotten away with it. Anyway, oh my God. anyway, I said it last week. We are riding Rock Chalk Jayhawk until they lose. Last week they tied. That is not a loss. Uh, so we went with Kansas plus nine. Uh, as of now, they're down twenty eight fourteen. But you know what? We're still in. We're only down five with the spread. Rock Chalk Jayhawk backup QB in. It don't matter. Go Jayhawks. That's my first pick of the week. Love it. Look, this is a this is a Kansas football podcast. So I'm all in on picking them every week until until it starts to turn bad, which I guess it did last week. Um, all right. My first pick, I'm taking NC State plus three at Syracuse in the Carrier Dome. Syracuse is five and oh, but they haven't played anybody. Um, and NC State is like a real team, a, a real offense. Um Who's the back? And I think back? for state, Devin Leary out five to six weeks. Leary's not going to go. Oh, but you locked the picking. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I knew this line was fucked up. Damn it! I was about to say the words. Leary and the boys are going to put up a ton of points today. Oh, oh. If, it's Devin, if it's Devin Leary, you switch that to an all line and you go NC State minus fourteen, but it's not. All right. Well. That I, NC State's still a better football team, and my point that Hughes hasn't played anybody um, still totally stands. valid. Still, yeah. all right. Don't love this one anymore, but I guess we're sticking with it. Doug, what's up? Doug, over to you. <laughs> all right, uh, my first pick. I'm going Bucks Steelers under 45 and a half. It's a uh, 10 point spread right now, 10 and a half some places, which implies to you that Vegas is saying the game's going to end somewhere 28 to 18 in that range. I don't see the Steelers scoring 18 points. I don't know if I see the Bucks scoring 28 points. The Bucks defense, I think, is going to eat all day. I really don't trust the Steelers right now. I think there's already whisperings that Tomlin's kind of – his seat's getting a little hot. Um, the entire organization is not something I want to trust to put up points this week. And, um, honestly, the Bucks haven't looked like themselves either. So, that said, this, this, this over 45 – scoring 46-plus seems odd to me. So, Bucks Steelers under. Doug, I appreciate that you just convinced me um, for a start-sit fantasy decision that I had to make. And not the league I'm in with David, but a different league. I was deciding between Geno Smith and Brady, as crazy as that is for those words to come out of my mouth in 2020. <laughs> um, and I'm going to roll with Geno Smith now. So, thank you. Yeah, wait till you hear my next pick. Uh, I, I love that pick. Jeez. Uh, I'm going to go with my first over-under of the year for this uh, the week. And this is, I don't often say lock of the week. I guess I have said it, but this is going to be my absolute lock of the week. Bill's Chiefs over 53 and a half. Just don't overthink it. These are like two of the best quarterbacks we've ever, not just in the world, that we've ever seen. The rest of their offenses are clicking. Maybe there's something I'm missing here. Maybe there's like earth shattering winds in Buffalo that I don't know about that are coming into town tomorrow. I don't know. I'll have to do some more research, but We've seen these teams play each other. They're the most exciting football games of the year every single time. You're telling me both teams can't put up 
what, 28 points each, not even 27 points each? Bills Chiefs over. I love that pick because it's been a low-scoring season all season, and I think the NFL knows that and is going to try and get out ahead of that with some of these, like, premier games that are coming on that they know everybody's going to be watching. If there ever was any suspicion that they were going to be light on PI calls or anything like that and let the boys play and try and get points on the board, this would be the game that they would want to hang their hats on and have those Monday morning highlights for everybody to be like, oh, look, the NFL's still fun. Love a good ref conspiracy. The balls will be nice and inflated or deflated. I don't know which helps the offense more, but whatever. That'll that'll be happening. I'm in. I'm in on a ref NFL conspiracy. Goodell's a fuck boy. Everybody here first. Be a barn burner. (laughs) Me included. I like that pick too. Um, Is it me? It's you. All right, I'm going to stick in the ACC, and I'm taking Clemson minus four and a half at FSU. Um, these FSU, they're they're frauds. They don't look good at all. Um, they didn't look good against us. They didn't look good against State. And DJU's for real. Like, he's starting to make throws. He's starting to look confident. Clemson's Finally good living up to those shitty Dr. Pepper commercials. I mean, look, he was terrible last year. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I feel pretty good about this pick. I know that it's in tally, but I, I don't really care. Clemson minus four and a half, that number should be bigger. Clemson's back. I mean, I, I know you guys as ACC guys, but, like, I'll say it. Like, they they were DJ being a competent quarterback away from not going away last year, and now he's above average, so at a minimum competent. Yeah, Florida State, it was, it was cool, but, like, don't forget their premier win of the year was because the fucking kicker on LSU missed an extra point. Right, true that. We all really sleep on Clemson as much as they've been – in title conversations for the last half decade, we all pretty much dismissed them as like a probably going to be in the playoff and lose in the first round kind of team. If they even make it last year, we acted like they weren't even a playoff level team and, and like they had a down year and they had 10 wins, 10 wins. It was a down year for these guys. Yeah. I think they're going to blow the doors off these dudes. All right. Go Tigers. Doug, second pick for you. Um, so I'm going to stick with what Chase was saying um, about the chiefs game. I think it's going to be a barn burner. I think it's going to be crazy. Everybody's going to be rooting points. I am taking the Chiefs plus two and a half. This is largely based on how much of an absolute madhouse their stadium was last week for that Raiders game, a game that they absolutely should have won by a lot. So if that, that tells me that the fans in the stadium are getting that wild for a game with very little on the line, realistically, a game that probably everybody penciled in as a win from the very beginning. This, a rematch at home against a team that they know wants to come and wants like wants their vengeance for what happened last January, I think that place is going to be so unbelievable that I just have to take the home team. It's a close line, and, and you can always just say to yourself, I'm not betting against Mahomes tonight, and uh, well, I guess it's an afternoon game. Either way, it, it's easy to say to yourself, I'm not betting against Mahomes, plus two and a half. I'd probably take him at the money line as well. Chiefs. I thought this game was in Buffalo. Now that I know it's an arrowhead, I absolutely love both Chiefs plus two and a half and the over. I I hate this. Um, I, I I really, really hate that you just said that <clears throat> because I love it. Um, Chiefs <laughs> plus two and a half is actually my lock schmear of the week. Um, and it felt like I, I just couldn't understand how this would be a five and a half point line at a neutral site with Kansas City getting almost three points at home. It just it seemed like a don't overthink it thing. But, I, I mean, you totally hosed me on the Lakshmi of the week last week. 
Um, and I, I hate the, the idea that I'm going to let you double down on, on what is the most sacred and important bet in, in, in football right now. Um, and the, the fact that I'm putting it in your untrustworthy, unreputable hands again um, is, is, is not sitting well with me, but I got to do what I got to do. Let the football speak for the football. So uh, I'm also on Kansas, Kansas City plus two and a half. It's a late enough start. I think everybody in that stadium is going to be able to get sauced up if they want to. And that place is going to be absolutely deafening every time the Bills have an offensive possession. Agreed. All right. Uh, my third pair, I'm going to keep it in the NFL. Uh, I'm going to go Bengals minus two and a half at the Saints. I know this is an Andy Dalton revenge game. Um, I, I think last week, look, to be honest, the Saints, did they play Seattle last week? Is that who they played? Yeah, I think no. that's Yes. Whoever they played, it was a very close game, and it took Taysom Hill scoring four touchdowns for them to win that game. I don't think that's a reasonable expectation to have every week, A. B, Michael Thomas isn't playing, um, and as good as Chris Olave has been moving the chains, he's still a rookie. I don't think he's there as a number one option. Um, I I don't know. I I just think this Bengals offense, they're – They've been right on the precipice of just being ready to explode. Um, Zach Taylor took some ownership this week, said, you know, we have to get Tyler Boyd more involved. Um, Jamar Chase, it's got to be one of these weeks that he starts playing like Jamar Chase again. I I don't know. I I just think, I think the Bengals are a better team. And if you can get them favored by essentially winning by a field goal, it's another one. I just think, I don't know. Don't overthink this. I know the Superdome is the Superdome, but I'm just going with who I think is the better squad here. I like that pick. The, the Bengals haven't changed that much from the roster that took them to the Super Bowl other than the O-line, but the O-line was bad before. The fact that it's still not that great doesn't really change anything. Like, they have the ability to be that team, so I like the odds that at some point they're going to start acting like it. It took them a while last season to get started, too. Yeah, I don't know if that's this week, though, that they get started. <clears throat> they look sus. I don't know. I'm not betting on them. Not for a couple weeks. I, I just think at the end of the day, the Bengals, like if you actually look at their box scores, they're they're realistically a couple plays away from being four and one, five and oh. And I know that's like the most cliche thing you could say in football, obviously, um, or just in sports in general, but I gotta justify my pick, so I'm I'm going with it. Uh Dave, the Chiefs were your third pick, yes. Yep. So Doug, it's back to you. All right. I uh I don't like this at all because it, it goes against what you would think based on watching all these games recently, specifically these Seahawks games, but I'm taking the Cards, Seahawks. I might have just switched my pick on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> this is not conviction, Doug. We have I you on here for conviction. Myself out of it. Um, we're going under 50 and a half. The, uh, the Seahawks are like the weird team, right? Like everybody says, this is going to be a weird game as soon as they get in a game. And they've had a couple of these barn burner games with Detroit because their defense didn't play well. And Geno Smith is for some reason acting like a very above competent quarterback. If you showed, if you showed somebody Geno Smith's stat lines right now with no name on it, you wouldn't believe that that's who's doing it because he's playing incredible. That said, the Cardinals almost beat the Eagles last week played a very close game with them and took a missed kick to not go to overtime. And the Eagles offense is incredible. They only allowed 20 points. And I think they have the ability, given that they know the Seahawks in division and that they know they have to stiffen up for that run game. I think they're going to hold the Seahawks to an under. And I think I'm willing to bet on 
Kyler having one of those weird weeks where he isn't the super electric throwing 50-yard bombs to Hopkins Kyler that he sometimes can be. I don't think I don't think both that and a massive Seahawks barn burner happen for the third week in a row to combine for a, 20, a 51 point over. I think it's got to go under. This. I I also think Hopkins is still suspended, and I feel like yeah. Hollywood Brown might be hurt. Might be talking out my ass, but um, I know at a minimum, like you know, Benjamin is starting at running back because James Conner is out. Um, yeah. I made it very clear last. I just don't think the as they're constructed now. I agree with you, Doug. I like the spec. I, I just don't think the Cardinals are very good. I, I think if Cliff Kingsbury looked like Brian Dable, he would have been fired two years ago. He has this job because he's handsome. He puts asses in seats. And and look, I agree. Like Everyone's talking about, like, oh, he was this innovative college coach. That's great. Look at his college record, though. It was 35 and 40. And I'm going to be honest with you guys. At the college level, I think the three of us could put together a good offense when your quarterbacks are Patrick Mahomes, Baker Mayfield, um, didn't he have Kyler at one point too? No, he did not coach Oklahoma. Kyler was in Oklahoma. But where did Kyler trans? Didn't Kyler transfer in from somewhere? Texas A&M. Oh, I don't know. Oh, A and M, not Tech. All right, regardless, he had Mahomes and then he had Baker for a year. You can figure it out at the college level with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on this Cardinals team unless Hopkins comes back and makes like an immediate impact in a few weeks. Rock chalk, Jayhawk, touchdown. Only down twenty. Only down fourteen now. All right, baby steps. This game, hundred percent agree. <laughs> weird and i'm and i'm just betting on it to not be weird because i think everybody is looking for it to be weird and wants it to be weird and wants it to be one of those just like 40 lead changes in the last you know eight minutes kind of things and i think there's a shot it's not it's not any of that i think the geno smith party's got to end soon like this dude sucked for eight years he's not good he's not good all of a sudden so i don't know this seems like a good week for him to throw two or three picks and like 140 dude, what the fuck? yards you heard me just say i'm starting geno this week look i <laughs> I don't care. I don't believe in him. The part, look, guys don't just get good after seven years. They can be good for four or five games, but they're not good. Um, all right. Is Say it, your next pick, and I'm going to think of a counterexample to what you just said. Okay. Yeah, think hard. Um, all right. My last college pick uh, is – and this is one that's going to be controversial, I think, but I'm taking Tennessee plus nine. Bama's suspect. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of feeling Tennessee. Like, is this the Tennessee's year? I just want to root for them today. Um, I don't really have a lot to back this pick. They'll probably get blown out. They they, they get blown out in this game every year. But I'm, I don't know. It's at home. I'm picking I'm picking Rocky Top with the points plus nine. That environment, I mean, Doug, you mentioned Arrowhead. That environment is going to be insane. Peyton was the guest picker for college game day. Um, I mean, look, Heldon Hooker's 25, but in college, that don't matter. You can play as long as you have eligibility. Um it's so hard for me to pick against Bamba, but Tennessee getting nine. If I was going to bet on this, I would lean that way. I think the over under is like 66. Honestly, if I was going to bet on this game, I think I'd take the over. I think this is going to be a big 12 style shootout for two of the nation's best offenses. Should be a fun one. If I'm being honest, I'm probably four beers away from taking a money line, but on this oh, show, I'm taking it with start drinking, Dave. <laughs> Um, all right, I'll go pick number four for me. I'm going to go Browns minus two and a half versus the Patriots. Um, David, I think you mentioned it last week when we were talking about the Patriots-Lions game. Belichick just owns Jared Goff. He has permanent real estate in Jared Goff's mind. Um, and I know, look, Amon Ra was, like, playing but didn't really play last week. They still don't have Swift. I get it. You can make some excuses for Jared Goff. But they scored zero points in an NFL football game. 
Um, this week we watched Justin Fields and Carson Wentz each lead their team on touchdown drives for context. Um, so it's not that difficult. It's, you know, you can score some points, even three. Browns, tough loss last week. Um, they were a missed field goal away from beating the Chargers after um, – What's his name? Brandon, whatever their head coach's name. Brandon Staley went for it on fourth down. Um, Brown should have won that game. Uh, my friend Josh told me he thinks Amari Cooper is going to have a big week. I'm just going to ride with that. Bailey Zappa was great last week against the Lions, but I think Miles Garrett bringing some pressure off the edge. A little bit of a better secondary than the Lions, too. Um, I don't know. I just think you can, o- you can only do so much smoke and mirrors against a team like the Browns. I could just run it down your throat. Um, I like the Jacoby Brissett train keep on rolling Browns minus two and a half are you worried at all that Bill Belichick was Jacoby Brissett's coach for a while and probably knows what he wants to do to scheme up against him um if that is the case and Brissett scores a dump throws a dump pick early they should just do what they should be doing anyway and realize we have the best probably pure runner in the NFL and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt we should just run the ball out anyway agreed play a good defense and run the ball or if you're gonna like throw passes like just do six, seven-yard splants. Let Amari Cooper go get a ball. Or uh, David Njoku, physical freak, New Jersey Cedar Grove resident. Throw him the ball. Just don't get cute. I absolutely hate this pick. Um, you're going to lose this one. I know it for a fact. Um, the only way that you could win it is if I took the other side of it, so I won't. But <laughs> Browns this year, you're, you're, they're, they're, they're giving points, and you're going to take them? Not for me. Not unless they're playing Texans for the Panthers. And uh, no, I think this is a terrible pick, Chase. I'm out on it. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. I've been back and forth on whether the Browns are good all the year. It's really hard to nail them down. God damn it. They're not good. The Browns are not good. I mean, you're right. It's Jacoby Brissett. They're good. He looks he looks extremely competent at times. And then at other times when it's like, oh, there's two minutes left and he's he's gotta go down. I'm like, I'm worried that he's not gonna be able to do that. Jacoby Jacoby Brissett is a quarterback that you can avoid losing the game, but he's not gonna go and win you the game. I I'll concede that. Agree, agree with that. He can manage it and and obviously with that run game, they don't need him to be doing a whole lot. I have a chub for Belichick getting all in his head today. I have a chub for Chubb. I'll leave it at that. Um Doug, pick number four. All right. I was going to do Clemson minus four and a half as well, but since that's already been said, um, this is, this is a, uh, this is an integrity pick trying to get back a little of my reputation here. Um, taking Penn state plus the points. Um, the game is on right now. And last I checked, it was not even halftime and they were already not covering. So I'm throwing this out there already knowing that the live line's probably like twice what I'm saying, but I said it earlier in the week and I still like it mostly based on how good their secondary is, Penn State plus seven at Michigan. 16-14 at the half, Michigan. It's 16-14? Yeah, yo, you, you got to take the live line on this one. We'll give you Penn State plus five, because I was actually – I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> okay, well now, oh, well, now my integrity looks terrible. When I turn on the podcast, it's <laughs> – Yeah, no, they, they scored two quick ones, and then Michigan um, – did they, was there a Wait, what if we split the no, difference? At 13. What did we say it was plus? You said it was plus nine originally. Oh, he gets them. At, he gets them at the live seven. number. Plus seven. And I have. I mean, I have text receipts to to a buddy saying I think Penn State pulls the upset this week from about a week ago. But regardless, um, I was I was trying to show this as like I'm probably losing this one, but I'm just going to throw it on there for the reputation thing. Um, 
I'm thinking if I want to throw something else. No, no, I'll just stick with it. Michigan hasn't played anybody, like, truthfully. Like, we say that about a lot of teams. They truthfully have not played anybody. And the times they have played anybody that's, like, remotely competent, it's been a lot closer game than it should have been. So Penn State has been quietly a top-10 team all year. I don't hear anybody talking about them for the playoff. I don't hear anybody talking about them putting Ohio State and Michigan on upset alert. Feels like everybody was kind of looking, rooting for the same thing as last year. Michigan, Ohio State in the finals. That's good. That's a rivalry. That's fun. I think there's another team in the Big Ten that's worth looking at. Taking them plus the points. Hell yeah. I love it. I haven't seen any of this game, but I mean, Penn, you're right. Penn State was down 13 points and then a, a really gritty second quarter. And they're good. Michigan hasn't played anybody. I don't I don't think their roster is that talented. Um, yeah, I don't know. I like Penn State. They, they I mean... I feel like they haven't really played any bad games this year, have they? Have they played anyone close that they shouldn't have? You turn out NFL talent, specifically on defense. Every time I'm watching Micah Parsons flying around on Sundays, I'm like, that guy, Penn State guy, like, because he's such a freak. I'm always like, what produces that? Penn State. And their secondary, it's not even really their edge rushers right now. It's their secondaries, their safeties, are like those same kind of like NFL generational talent kind of guys. I don't like it. I don't like Penn State because I don't like what they did to children. But I fucking hate <laughs> Michigan. So for the sake of this, we are all Penn State. Uh, Those guys are, are and or dead at this point. I think I think you can I think you can bet them. No, people people never forget. If people give me shit for listening to Michael Jackson songs, I certainly will never support Penn State. <laughs> um, my last pick of the week, I I can't believe I'm supporting this quarterback again. But I'm gonna go Kirk Cousins in the Vikings minus three at the Dolphins. Um, Skylar Thompson is starting for the Dolphins. That's the extent of my analysis. He I don't know if he's got the, the goods. Tyreek Hill's going to play, but he was in a walking boot last week. Um, just don't make mistakes, Kirk. Just like if you think you're going to throw a pick, just give the ball to Dalvin instead, please. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Vikes minus three. I thought we swore off um, Kirk Cousins on this podcast. I thought this was a non-Kirk Cousins betting podcast. No, no, no. I canceled, many I, times. I canceled the Saints, and I bet against them this week. <laughs> Okay, okay. Well, we all canceled the team. The Saints were my team. Yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with this pick. The Dolphins are not the same football team with Skylar Thompson. But I don't know. I'm like – Kirk Cousins is like my abusive girlfriend. Every time I go back, I get hurt, so I'm staying far away. Well, I'm glad that's not how your real relationship is. Uh, <laughs> what's your final pick of the week? Or did you make five? I don't know. We kind of went out of order. No, no, I got one more. I got one more. Um, all right. There's currently – Six minutes and 48 seconds left in the second quarter of the Miami-Virginia Tech game. Miami is up 10-0, and Virginia Tech (coughs) is now getting 20 points at home, 20 and a half points. It's updating as I'm I'm saying this. So the the Hurricanes are always frauds. They've looked like frauds all year. They lost to Middle Tennessee. Um, I'm, I'm taking the Hokies plus 20 and a half live six minutes, five minutes, 40 seconds, second quarter, lock it in. I would like to just say, I have no opinion on this game, but I was talking to my buddy, Sam went to Miami about this this week. Like you gave Mario Cristobal so much money, basically gave him free reign to do whatever. And they're two and three. They lost to middle Tennessee state. And you went from last year, um, Tyler Van, whatever his name is, the quarterback Van Dyme Van Dyke. Tyler V, Tyler VD, the quarterback, TVD, we'll call him. Um, I mean, under Manny, under Cristobal, who's supposed to be the guy to make the U the U again, 
he's taken a step back from being a guy who was routinely talked about as a Heisman contender and a potential first round draft pick to like fans calling for his benching. Um, just food for thought. I have no opinion on the game, but sometimes the grass is always, sometimes the grass isn't always greener on the other side. That will be my moral takeaway from this. New coach, same Miami. They still lose games they should win. They're still overranked in preseason polls and quickly fall out of them. So I think Iowa State is being tech, beating Texas right now, also uh, under that. Video teams that are not back right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking of frauds. Yeah. Geez. Um, all right. Fifth pick. This is my uh, this is my lock schmear of the week. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to do that as a Gentile, but I'm here, so I'm doing it. I uh, I hate to pick against you, Dave, especially after the pain I've caused you. Um, but you all should have seen this coming. <laughs> Bama first half minus. <laughs> wow, there's a redemption arc at play right now. What? Wow. Yeah, you're like a, like a heroin addict. You can't resist. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing the opposite of what you're doing right now. You're chasing. You're betting against Bama this week after they hurt you. I'm sticking with I'm sticking with what continues to work, which is that if you bet on Saban, specifically first half spreads, he continues to win games. And there will be those weird spots where that doesn't happen, like last week, like the Texas game, A&M last year. And I think there was one year where the Citadel was like tied with them 10-10 at half, something like that. There, but I can count on one hand the number of times I remember where this didn't work out. Bama first half, minus six. I had a friend say to me this week, like, oh, man, we're pretty close to Knoxville. Should I go over there? And I was like, I think that place is going to be absolutely electric. Like, the atmosphere is going to be awesome because this is the biggest game Tennessee's played in a long time, and it's against a bit rival at that. Like, this is fantastic. However, I said, however, there's a chance you go in there and that – the stadium is absolutely insane until about like 25 real minutes after kickoff and the place is just silent because we've seen that so many times where it's a big game and everybody's up for it and then Bama comes in on the road and before you know it, it's 14 nothing, and everyone, everyone's attitude switches 180 really quick. Bama coming off of a close game, almost a loss. You know they were running in practice on Monday. You know they, you know they got absolutely beat down in the practice facilities this week. You know Saban had some words to say and some scholarships to threaten. I think they're going to come out up for this game. Everybody in America is going to be watching, and they're going to show everybody who's king. All right. Um, I got one bonus pick, non-football related, Dave. Well, before that, though, Doug, on your pick, you know how I feel about it already, but this is the true integrity reputation pick. I mean, I think you come back to, to neutral reputation if this one hits. But after all your talk about how statistically this happens every week and it's a lock and last week was a blip on the radar, you blow this one again. I think you're not allowed to gamble ever again. It's we take your we, we take your DraftKings account away and we notify all of the American bookies that Doug Moody's blackballed. Yikes. I hadn't considered that. I'm already down one reputation. I, I couldn't dig myself out of a hole with two. Now you won't um, be allowed to gamble after this. Yeah, I'm not staking my reputation on this pick. I'm simply riding the same logic that made me make a very bad pick last week. So (laughs) if there's some wisdom or lack thereof in that sentence, um, I'm ignoring it all. Bama first half. Stick with what you know. Dave, I got one bonus pick for you, and I can't believe these words are coming, coming out of my mouth. It's a baseball pick. Dodgers are going down today. Padres plus 102 at home with Musgrove on the mound. 
Yeah, I mean, as long as he's got a, all that Vaseline on his ear again, he'd probably be unhittable. Ah, there it is. There's the bitter Mets fan. That's You know what the worst part is? I wasn't even trying to get a rise out of you there. You just did it to yourself. Yeah, that's fair. All right, uh, let's recap our five picks each. Um, I got KU plus nine right now against Oklahoma. Bills, Chiefs over 53 and a half. Bengals minus two and a half versus the Saints. Browns minus two and a half versus Patriots. Fights minus three versus the Dolphins. Um, I got NC State plus three in the Carrier Dome, Tennessee plus nine at home, Clemson minus four and a half in Tallahassee, Kansas City plus two and a half, Lakshmir of the week, um, and Virginia Tech live line plus 20 and a half at home. Um, Miami just scored, though, so that line has already moved touchdown, not looking good for you, boy. Um, I had Chiefs plus two and a half. Uh, Bucks Steelers under 45 and a half cards Seahawks under 50 and a half Penn State plus seven against Michigan and Bama minus six first half in Rocky Top all right um, any concluding thoughts for this week's podcast fellas things you're looking forward to things you have planned today all that good stuff um, I will say just congratulations to my friends getting married in a couple hours weddings are fun free booze it's great i will also say congratulations to your friends getting married thank you that's fantastic thank you you. and if you guys have any questions for david tepper um text me in the next few hours i'll try to get him in when i'm drunk at the wedding oh shit i forgot you said that um (laughs) no he did i was i was at that game last week right before they fired the coach and um and it truly was like 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 it looked it looked like a niners home game at points there was a defense chant when the Panthers were on offense in his state. Wow. Yeah, he, he really got ahead of me and my friends when he fired Ruley because obviously we're all going to ask him about that. So uh, credit to you, Tepper. You know, there's a reason you're a multi-multi-billionaire um, and we're recording a sports betting podcast. Uh, so on that note, with Doug and David Santola, my name is Chase Podorski. This is the Bagels and Locks podcast. Have a great week. <laughs>